Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody and welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, the professional handicapped, and I know my voice sounds like Skeeter from the Muppets. And on the other end, we have my co-host, the best and the brightest guy I know, and he is the loudest guy on in the room, only when he plays the drums with his band, The Fallen Statues, the podcast internet sensation, and quite possibly the sexiest voice on the internet, my friend Norris Brosley. What's going on, man? Dang it. So... Now we've added the band, and I'm the brightest. Yes. Which I, I am I, going to disappoint. I'm, I'm going to disappoint you on these. Okay. 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 I'm definitely not the brightest um, because I am a college dropout. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Same here. Same here. Um, so, yeah, we got to – and, and I'm proud, you know. School right. wasn't for me, and I said, screw it, I'm done. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And the as far as the band goes, I guess we're still a band. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so Dude, I don't really know. Okay. I, we didn't break up. Okay, good, um, good. It's just, I guess it's more of a extended hiatus. Oh, uh, okay. Because Cause I, cause the I, way things have. Go ahead. Because I thought you told me you go, y'all play every year at the uh, Irish Festival. Is that not still a We thing? do, and it got canceled. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So, yeah. our one gig a year that we are always guaranteed to at least play, maybe throw in some more here and there, uh, it's uh, it's now now canceled due right. to the coronavirus. So, right. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know where what was happening with the band. Like, as far as, like, who is in the band? I'm not really sure. Right. Well, uh, well, you got your singer, which is your wife. My you wife thing, and, and you got yep. your drummer, which is you. So that's half the band, that's right me. there, man. Yeah. Oh, you need <laughs> so, like, yeah, the bassist and guitarist, and you got it. As right. it stands, so I don't even know who's in and who's out anymore because okay. you know we had uh, we had some members. Um, you you know Ann, right? Yes. Yes. Ann and Ann and Andrew. Um, so Anne has played guitar in the band since we first got started. Right. Um, you know, I think I've seen the video of playing guitar for y'all. Right. And she's an incredible guitarist. Oh yeah. Um, and she's been a long time friend of mine, one of my best friends, one of the, uh, like my, one of my most favorite people I've ever played music with. Right. Well, she, you know, was in and out whenever she was having kids because she had kids, three kids back to back to back. Oh well. So, you know, she was. There's, there's a lot of gigs if you look back on some of our pictures or videos from you know events that we've played she's pregnant like like about the pop. <laughs> a lot right <laughs> yeah. so you know she would have a kid and then like take a break for a while come back then she would get pregnant again <laughs> oh, no. so like that this on and off thing and uh 
you know, as, as it stood, she was still in the band. She was just taking a, another long break. You right. know, she had a newborn. She was caring for two other kids on top of that. And they're, you know, toddlers. So right. she's trying to keep, you know, the sanity there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew helps, you know, whenever he's home and not working. And, you know, so they, they had a, a, a stressful go there. So we were like, just, you know, let us know when you want to do it again. Right. Um, you know, and for that gig we played at the Irish Festival last year, uh, Travis actually uh, filled in and played guitar. Oh, right. Um, nice. For that gig. And it was awesome. And uh, it was kind of left left there with Travis was like, hey, dude, if you wanted to do this again, go for it. You right. know, cause he was in the band when we first started. Um, and uh, I don't know if he was opposed to it or not. I think he was good with it. He had a fun time. Um, and uh, we just have not been able to book any gigs, but you know, that, that band started, um, as a way for us to, we've been playing together in church. You know, we kind of have this worship band, but we wanted to be more than just a worship band and like cookie cutter. We wanted to change things up a little bit. Right. Um, so we played, you know, camps and festivals and things like that and, uh, little gigs here and there, but it was something we were really trying to get off the ground. And no, nothing ever really came from it, um, but it's okay because it led us to where we are now. There you know, you a majority of us that played in the band are playing at church oh, now, nice. um, yeah. where we're going to church, right? So we're getting the fulfillment of still playing music together, just at church, right? Um, and doing the stuff at church is time consuming. You know, you know, I, I've got two podcasts now. Brian is on the podcast with me. Right. Um, and everyone's just got a bunch of stuff going on. So it, it's been a while, but I guess we're still a band. So go, <laughs> go check out Fallen Statues, everyone, if you want to listen to some of the stuff we've done. Um, past hits, right? Yeah, we don't have a lot of original songs. We just played a lot of, you know, contemporary Christian music. Uh, but we, we wanted to change it up a little bit. You know, we... The the past two years for the Irish festival, um, there was a song that we did that I noticed one day had the same chord progression as Blitzkrieg Bop by the Ramones. Oh, nice. And so I was like, you know, this is very similar. Why don't we mix them together? So we're doing this song and, uh, threw in the, Hey, ho, let's go. And it worked perfectly. And it was so cool. People got it. And I was like, Oh, I'm so glad that landed. Cause you know, some people, you know, if people don't even know that that's the Ramones, they know that song. Yeah. Many people don't know about punk music. And that's what I, we try to do. Uh, when we did a punk music, I think it was last week, right? We did the, the punk episode. Yeah. Like, like last week, we could, or uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Sorry. There's a dumpster. Yeah, so uh, my hope is right that, next to me. Right, so my hope is that uh, more more people who listen to this know about uh, punk music, you know? Yeah. So, you know. To, to expand their musical taste. Exactly, exactly. Good lord. Sorry, there's a... I'm, I'm right next to the dumpster. The dumpster oh, that works. Okay, yeah, that's why and, I uh, I, I'm I'm okay. Oh, I didn't, oh, you didn't, you didn't fall into it. Yeah, okay. No, so, I, I am good to go. So I will tell you what <laughs> I've been doing uh, in, in this past week. So yeah. I went to Walmart uh, the other day because I had to go, get some snacks and whatever, you know, for this quarantine. Yeah. Because it looks like we're not done with it yet. But, no, uh, not quite. I saw a 
a mother clown her daughter, right? Her daughter was getting her her daughter was um getting something putting something in the car, and she said, "Good Lord, Mom, what's in this?" And the mom looked at her, read the bag, and said, "Bird feed." I'm like, "Oh my God, you just clown your daughter!" Oh my I was, God, I was funny though. I I, I know <laughs> it was kind of rude, but it was funny at the same time, you know, because the way she said it, it was <laughs> amazing. You know, yeah. so <laughs> also, I don't know if you saw this not or yet, but but I hope to God you have not, because I got something to share with you and the rest of the world right now. Okay, um, I have seen the worst cover song ever. Oh, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so um, well, for those of you who don't know. There's this 2000 band came out in 2000, of course. I just said that uh, called uh, Puddle of Mud, right? Oh. So this is one of their hit songs called Blurry. I'm going to play it for you right now. Yeah. Right. Does everybody remember that song? Classic. Classic. Yeah. My God, that's that's perfect. That's genius, right? Okay. It's a great song. So, right. So. I I think he they recorded it on Sirius XM, or I could yeah. be wrong. But yeah, uh, I'm on Sirius. Okay, so the lead singer is 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 Wes. His name is Wes. I can't remember. Wes Scantlin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently he hired uh, new uh, band members because because uh, their history is 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 tragic. You know, uh, very yeah. um, well known band, very confused history. You know, lifestyle and whatnot. Uh, so yeah. they did a a uh, like an acoustic set for Sirius XM, uh, mm-hmm. which is about a girl played by Nirvana. Everybody knows mm-hmm. Everybody loves Nirvana, right? And so uh, I'm I'm just gonna play you this, and uh, we're gonna talk about it after the after the uh, the playthrough. <laughs> okay, can't wait. Horrible. You hang me out to dry. I can see you every night. Rain. Rain. I don't know what it was, dude. And also, I. Let, let, let me get your thoughts on it first before I t- talk about it. Okay. So, wh- so what do you think? Yeah, about? yeah. Please, please, conti- please continue. Oh, okay. Okay, so <laughs> I'll throw the video. You can see the guitars on the on the right side of them, like smiling, like okay, we know we're 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 fully aware of this tragedy you're you're witnessing right now. Oof. And it looks like the bongoist, the drummer, I don't know, he's he's playing bongoist, right? And he just and all the time he has his head down to the floor. He will not look up for anything. Yeah. <laughs> As if like he's like, can I go back to my other band called Love Hate? A great band, by the way. Everybody should check them out. And then yeah. the most, the the the, the, the bassist should get an award for this. Okay, so the bassist was looking at less like, "Are you serious, bro? Right now? Can I <laughs> can I just not be here no more?" So I don't know if this is a if this is a troll to get them to get their name out more or 
Because right after that, they played Song Blurry, which I just played for you. And played yeah. it perfectly. He sang, he sang wonderfully. So I don't know what's going on. And I, so and I, I, know I read a little something on that. I, I read up a little article about it because it went viral and right. people were just crapping all over. Yeah, big time, big time. And what I read was that Wes said he wanted to keep it true to that Nirvana sound. Everyone knows the the most famous version of About a Girl. It's from the Unplugged, uh, the MTV Unplugged they did. Yeah, yeah, um, And it's notorious for that, the way that Kurt Cobain kind of was screaming those parts. And... He didn't want to change the key. It's obviously way out of his range. Yeah, because but oh, even for his screams, it's way out of his range. But all so, he had to do was just just tone, just tune it down and stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Just yeah. just bring it down, bring it down to a key that's better for your voice, and he could have done the song justice. Because I think that him and Kurt Cobain have very similar voices. Right. Um. You know, they their puddle mudge kind of came out of that post grunge era. Uh, early 2000s, late 90s, you know, so that type of vocal, uh, th- those types of vocals was very, very popular in that time frame. So Puddle of Mud just fit perfectly with that. And Puddle of Mud has great songs. So many great songs. I, I did, love Puddle of Mud. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, that they do. But that was horrible. That and was uh, I first found that page, and you need to go follow them if you don't, but there's a Instagram page called uh, Catatonic Youth. Okay. Um, and it's <laughs> this this guy on Instagram and he's on Facebook too, but he, you know, takes videos of uh, like music videos that maybe people put out that were being dead serious 100% and the song is just awful. And right. he kind of cuts them up to make these videos and they're hilarious. And, right. uh, but he took that live footage of, of them doing that, and it was just I, that was where I first heard that it was horrendous. Yeah, um, I was hoping you got but, you, you. You saw that I I didn't want to tell you uh, before we came on the air, you know, just make it a surprise. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just I mean, listening to this, <laughs> that's not. I mean, oh my god, yeah. dude. Okay, so that <laughs> the thing with the cover song list is, is make it your own. Don't sound like the original artist. Come on now, he knows yeah. that, you know. Yeah. So I don't know why he. Whatever did that. works for you. Hey, Amen. You can pay homage to a to a great song in your own way, and look, it may not land with some people, but that's okay. At yeah, least you right. made it your own. Right. And but to, to try to mimic it perfectly doesn't always work. Right. And uh, and 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 everybody's talking about them now, which is great on their part. Yeah, because uh, I I don't know if you saw the um saw the it uh uh Straight Night and Company movie, but but in that movie, um, there's a line that says any publicity is good publicity, and they got they That's got true. they got you know I, I mean everybody's talking about them. Yeah, so I guess That's they true. I, I guess they accomplished what they wanted, you know. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. And you know who else is in, who's making headlines? And, you know, Puddle Mud's been out of the public eye for a long time now. They haven't really had a good, yeah. a hit song in a while. But uh, even more so, and it's just really sad. It's really sad at this point. It's not even, like, really that funny anymore. But you remember the band Trapped, right? 
I've heard about that. I I have no idea what 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 they're doing. So please enlighten so, me. A lot of people probably only know one trap song, and that was Headstrong. Headstrong came out like two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. Right. Everybody remembers that song. So they were just you know new metal band that uh had like one hit. Anyway, right. They're they're big, or at least the singer. I can't say all of them. Yeah. The singer is a huge Trump supporter. Okay. I mean huge Trump fan. Okay. Um, and when this whole coronavirus started, he was very supportive of Trump. He said Trump was doing a great job with shutting off the uh, international travel, yada, yada, yada. And uh, so if you are familiar with a lot of bands in the rock and metal scene, there are not a lot of Trump supporters. I can count on one hand how many I've heard that are. Uh, Stains being another one that is a, a huge uh, advocate for Trump. Okay. Um, so the metal scene has crapped all over trap, and uh, the it, <laughs> so you know how you know how Donald Trump is with his Twitter, right? So he gets on Twitter, he needs whatever to, is just on his delete mind. Delete that man. He's getting right. in a lot Get of him in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Well, big time. So big time. He has inspired the singer from Trap to get on their official Trap Twitter and Facebook pages and no. Instagram, everything. And he is like talking crap to all these bands that are calling him out. No. And these are like successful bands that have had more than one hit um, <laughs> that are very oh like God. prevalent in the music scene now. And it is it, at first it was really funny because it was just, funny to see the interaction and they were like your band sucks and he's like you should learn how to actually sing and not scream all the time that doesn't take any talent and it's, right. it's so funny to watch it go back and forth but it's still going on mm. this was at least a month ago when this oh. thing started so and the uh i know we got to get to our subject here so yeah. i'll keep it brief but where we're where we're at now with it is now the singer of traps has tried to call out ice no, for whatever no, reason, you should not. And I'm like, yeah. you, all right, you committing career suicide right in front of our eyes. Well, I haven't heard from Trap since Headstrong, and that's been what 20, 15 years now, probably. I don't exactly, know. exactly. So I'm you have no leg to stand on because you had one song that right. was an actual hit, but it wasn't like the best. <laughs> that I've ever, yeah. at least in my opinion, that I've ever heard. Right, it's catchy, but I mean, you know I, they they I, couldn't they I couldn't mean, do it again. I mean, I can see him doing that, but I can't see him like why did he go to the on the official band page and not his own yeah. page? You know, that's just yeah, that's get himself weird. in trouble all the time, all the time. So okay, mm -hmm. so episode ten. Uh, yeah, this is a really really special episode because this is one of the only music genres that I. Um, uh, really, really admire a lot to me. Yeah, and it's Motown. Yeah, so I love it. So, uh, I'm gonna um give you the the synopsis of what Motown Records is. Okay, so Motown Records is an American record re record record label um owned by a Universal Music Company. It was founded by Barry Gordy Jr. and as Tamla Records on January 12th, uh, 1959. 
and incorporated as Motown Records in, on April 14th, 1960. Uh, it's named a, uh, a portmanteau of motor and town. Has become a nickname for Detroit. So it's based in Detroit, where the where, yeah. where it's you know based because they wanted to incorporate the whole city too. So it was founded um uh sixty one years ago on January twelfth, nineteen fifty nine. Just like I said, uh, mm-hmm. Motown played an important role in the racial in, in, in integration of popular music as an African American owned label that achieved. Crossover success. In the 1960s, Motown and its uh, label, including Tamla Motown, uh, were the most successful proponents of the Motown sound, style of soul music, and with the mainstream pop uh, pop appeal. Uh, Motown was the most successful soul music label, with a net worth of 61 million during the 1960s. So that's a lot. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Mo- for that, for oh, back then. Right. Also, they achieved uh, 79 records in the top 10 of the Billboard's Hot 100 between 1960 and 1969. So they were yeah, a man. really, really big deal. Um, a lot of great, great artists came from there. Um, yeah. So uh, Motown is the over you know, of soul, you know. And, you know, Motown, especially for me, has had a, a very special place in my life because my dad, uh, who pa- he passed away when I was 16, right. um, he was a huge Motown fan. Um, if you got in his vehicle, um, whatever you would find CD-wise, cassette tape-wise, was either something from Motown or it was like Southern Gospel. You know, so those were his two, his two go-tos for music. Yeah. Um, he loved it. You know, uh, the temptations was one of his favorite bands. Right. Um, you know, so at a, at a very young age, I got into Motown, um, before I discovered what a lot of other types of music was out there. Um, and, uh, you know, with, with temptations, with four top, um, the list goes on, you know, it, it was just, uh, a really, when I listen to those types of groups from back then, it, you know, it's it, it's sentimental to me, and uh, kind of takes me back to uh, some good times I had with my dad at a very young age, on the way to car shows, listening to those Motown records, right? Um, and uh, just a lot of a lot of special memories when it comes to this. So, right. Yeah, um, Motown's been really pivotal in my in my household too, because um, my dad loved them. My mom and dad both love, love both love Motown, and I can yeah. remember um, every time we got in the car, it's just like your dad. Um, you know, um, my parents listen to Motown too. Yeah, so it's a really pivotal uh, genre of music. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they're in a business anymore, are they? Cause I heard they, no, I I think they they fizzled out at this point. But you know they left a they left their stamp on music as we know it. You know for all these decades since they've you know oh yeah hung it up. But you know it's just because yeah, I it, think because um I, I I believe they went bankrupt in like two thousand 
two or two thousand five. I can't remember which one. It was. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, so you want to talk about the first one? Yeah. Okay. Um. So very, very special group. Uh, the Supremes. Um. Ooh. You know that that a lot of people, even if you don't know who the Supremes are, the chances are you've heard some of their songs. So the Supremes originally called the Permit. Uh, this group was a quartet from 19, uh, 1959 to 1962, and then after 19, 1962, they uh, turned into a trio. So, um, and then they changed the name to the Supreme, and under the name Supremes, they have released 29 albums. Um, they've covered songs from legends such as John Lennon, Smokey Robinson, and Paul McCartney, just to name a few. Diana Ross, which a lot of people, if you know who Diana Ross is, oh, yeah. this was her group that she started out in. Diana Ross was in the group from 1959 until 1970. Um, a lot of their songs are known in commercials and movies, and maybe you just didn't know that that's who did it, but um, songs such as Where Did Our Love Go, right. Come See About Me, Stop in the Name of Love, everyone knows that one, right. uh, and Back in My Arms Again. Um, the Supremes were great, man. They a very successful female trio, which didn't happen a whole lot. No, um, not at the time. And it, yeah, and uh, it's just they were very talented, man. Diana Ross went on to do great things even after the Supremes, and right, has definitely left her her mark on the music world. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I love Supremes. As I was researching this, I found that there was a lot of um, Supreme members, but uh, when they were called the Premits, which was the original band band name, uh, they were right. they were a quartet before them. Okay, you always have yeah. four of them, but after um, nineteen sixty two, it was Diana Ross and two of them. So it, it was already there was only two. I mean three three people singing in the band. Um, after yeah. Diana Ross left, there were still three people, but somebody replaced Diana. I'm not sure who. Yeah, because there were so many so many members of the group. I mean, it's hard for me to yeah. um, pinpoint the actual person. Uh, and they ended up making a movie about them. Do you remember that? I have not seen it's the movie, a, no. Dream Girls? Okay. I, I've never seen it. Um, right. I want to watch it, but uh, I have not seen it. Okay. Um, I think that's where Jennifer Hudson um, got her, well, she was on American Idol, but she, you know, I think yeah. she really got her name out there uh, with that movie. Um, she plays in it, so. Right, right. Um, yeah, Diana Ross's career seemed to really take take charge after 1970 because that's when she left. The yeah. Band. Um, I'm not right. sure. Well, I I'm not sure why they renamed it Diana Ross and the Supremes. Maybe they found something in Diana Ross that they couldn't find any in 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 any other uh, member, so they just said, "Okay, yeah. well, we're going to name you all Diana Ross and the Supreme now because they wanted to." They wanted her to stand out more than the others. Not saying that the other people were bad at singing. It's just that yeah. I, I I guess they wanted to to uh for people to have a actual name in place of who they're going to go see. Right. Because when you say the Supremes, uh, you you know you you think okay, so who am I seeing again? So I guess they wanted to solidify who they're actually going to go see. You know. Yeah, and and Diana Ross was a big deal back at the time, so yeah, that's a good deal. And uh, uh, 
you know, so yeah, so so like you said, they they did so many songs. Like they they did uh, "Popping the Name Loves," "Baby Back in the Arms" again. So many great songs, you know. Yeah. So, okay, so now now we got the miracles. Um, you probably know them as Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Yeah, the that's right. Friends and the Diana Ross and friends are just changed their names to make them, you know, stand out a little bit more. But uh, by yeah. early 1958, Gordy, uh, Barry Gordy Jr., along with Jackie Wilson's cousin, um, Tyrone Carlo, had written and answered a, a song to the silhouette hit, Get a Job, called Get a Job. Um, everybody yeah. knows that song, and, and if you don't, I'll, I'll uh, post a sample right there for you. Um, Barry brought this song, brought this song to the Manadors, um, since they had a girl singer in the group, uh, but they renamed themselves The Miracles. So just like, you know, the Manadors were become The Miracles, and then The Miracles turned into Smokey Robinson. Um, right. And it helped them... And and helped to get the record on in, in on end records in March nineteen fifty eight. So let me backtrack here. Um, I don't know if if everybody knows about Jackie Wilson, but they should because uh, he did a lot of great songs like um uh, uh let's see here they did Lonely Teardrops. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that song. Um, well, he did Lonely Teared Up and um, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher. Now, I only remember that song. Um, that's one of the people who do song in Ghostbusters 2, I think, when they got on the, nice. sta- on, on the lady statue and they wanted her to come alive. So they said, hey, why don't we play, you know, some Jackie Wilson? And they played Your Love is Lifting Me Higher and Higher. And that's one of the one of the uh, main um, songs in Ghostbusters 2. So, um, yeah, so uh, they got Jackie Wilson's cover cousin uh, to write to write the song, get the job. But um, now that we're on the subject of of, um, of Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, so uh, they released seven albums as the Miracles. Then they released 12 albums as Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Um, so, uh, noted songs would be Shop Around, You Really Got a Hold on Me, which appeared in so many uh, TV shows like Roseanne and others. Uh, the Tracks of My Tears and The Tears of the Clown. And if you don't know that song, you've been living under a rock. That, yeah. Those yeah. are some amazing songs. Um, yeah. So there was a little bit of controversy um, during the 1987 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, in 1987, former Miracle lead singer Smokey Robinson was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist without his fellow Miracles, which is the band that, you know, uh, toured with him and did all, everything. Uh well, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> so which which Robinson <laughs> expressed deep regret and disappointment that his group mates weren't included inducted with him. The solo yeah. induction triggered shockwaves and cries of protest throughout the music industry. Uh, you know why aren't the the miracles with Smokey? So right. the the miracles bass bass singer bassist or bass singer Pete Moore. 
uh, told the Cleveland Plain Dealer, I guess that was a like a like a um, newspaper article or something. It was a slap in the face, very disappointed, and we are the premier group of Motown. Uh, we were there before there was a Motown, so obviously yeah. his his band members are so upset that um that uh, Smokey was inducted before them. Well, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a joke anyway. You know, like they're it's, they've gotten so many things wrong over the years. They've inducted people into the Hall of Fame, and you're like, why? And then there's people that haven't, and you're like, why? Uh-huh, you're right. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. So there's always a question of why. Um, yeah, that, that's just that. That every time I hear about who's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, um, the only time I've ever heard when they when they inducted someone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that I was like, well deserved, was Run DMC, and I liked it because they're not a rock band, but you know, no. like we talked about before with our mashups and uh, collaborations episode. You know, Run DMC and Aerosmith getting together um, for their rendition of Walk This Way. Right. Oh, yeah. Sparked yeah. a movement that is still going on today with a, a collaboration of rock and rap. Right. And uh, so they inducted Run DMC into the hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I was like, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, but usually they just they get it wrong, man. So I, I think that is a huge slap in the face to the rest of the of the group because where would he be without that group? You know, right, right. I mean, you have like um, like uh, bands that are inducted that are not clearly not uh, rock and roll, like uh, Janet Jackson and NWA, mm-hmm. and and I think even um, I don't think Ice T is in there. I don't know. Yeah, but I but I had the thought of um, why don't they come up with different genres of rock and roll Hall of Fame, like rap and you know R and B and they could do so many things with with the, with that, but I think it's all yeah. about money, you know. So. Sure, money is the root of all evil, of course. So every single time, right? Okay, so um, you want to take the next one? Yeah, I'll take this one. Um, Stevie Wonder. Everyone loves Stevie Wonder, man. Um, so, Cleveland Hardaway Morris, um, which is his real name, right. uh, born was born on May thirteenth, nineteen fifty. Uh, he is known, obviously, as Stevie Wonder, um, the American singer, songwriter, musician, and record producer. A prominent figure in popular music, he is one of the most successful, uh, one of the most successful songwriters and musicians in the history of music. Uh, through his heavy use of electronic instruments and innovative sounds, Wonder became a pioneer and influenced musicians of various genres, including pop, rhythm and blues, soul, funk, and rock. Mm. Um, so far, he has released 26 albums. Wow. Um, some of his most notable work, uh, like Uptight, Superstition. God, it's a great song. Mm. Ebony and Ivory with Paul McCartney. Um, and I just called to say I love you. Um, I, another one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs is Sign, Seal, Delivered. I don't know why. Sign, Seal, Delivered. That song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect, man. It's a, it's a good, catchy hit. It's uh, And um, songs like You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Yes. Uh, man, he's, he's got hits for days. Killed it. Yeah. Um, he, uh, and, and then throw on top of that, The Man's Blind. Right. Um, actually, 
There's a conspiracy oh. theory that he's not blind. I was just about to. I, uh, yeah, because um, I uh, I researched some videos and uh, there's this one called that uh, Shaquille O'Neal told. Um, apparently he lives in the same building with him, and he, and yep. uh, Shaq get got on one of the elevators to go wherever he's going, and uh, Steve Wonder was in the video. He's like, "What's up, Shaq?" I'm like, "How does that, what? <laughs> How does he do? You know? Yep. How does he know it? Yep. You know?" I've also uh, seen a video where he was performing live somewhere and a mic stand got knocked over and he reached out and grabbed it. Yes, I saw that one too. I think that was um that, that was uh, uh, at a at a Paul McCartney um uh concert or something. Like a tribute know? thing yeah. or something. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, I, I love Sea Wonder. That was another one of you know, one of my dad's favorite singers. Um you know, he had multiple Stevie Wonders, like greatest hits, right. CDs, and um, uh, Superstition just Superstition. did. Yeah, um, Superstition is just a, a great song, and another another good one too that uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers covered, um, Higher Ground. Um, oh yeah, just yeah. the the freaking baseline on that thing, man! It is oh my god. It's so good. So he is um, also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he got inducted in 1989, which is that's really I'll, I'll give him thing. that. Right, that's good. And I I am agree with you on that one. Um, just the the same fact that you have in an earlier one we just talked about. Um, his uh, collaboration with with Paul McCartney and Ebony and Ivory, man, yeah. opened up the floodgates to you know to um what this world can can, can be in. What it should be, yeah. you know, just equal opportunity with every every kind of color, you know. Exactly, you know, and it and that song came out in a time where racial tensions were still very high. I mean, oh, they're yeah, still definitely. like, I mean, to think it's not that way now is just silly. I mean, there's still like racism everywhere right. these days. Uh, it's not mean, as yeah. extreme as it is as it was back then, you know, with uh, with schools being split up even you know it's just but right. to release a song two of the greatest musicians that ever lived um and songwriters that ever lived to to come together for a song like that i think did a lot you know it's it's just yeah it's it, from one side to the other you know like you, you people who are huge beatles fans that maybe didn't really care for stevie wonder before can find new appreciation in him and then people who were nothing but you know funk soul whatever fans of uh stevie wonder can kind of look into the beatles and find some things they like about the beatles because hey i mean if paul mccartney was good enough for stevie wonder that he wanted to do a song with him and vice versa like that that it opens so many doors i love collaborations like that and you just said what i was going to say so you are the brightest man I know, so don't let it in my chair. Otherwise, no. come on, dude, come on, don't you know? I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna talk into it one day, you know. <laughs> All right, so our last um, band that we're going to talk about is a classic band. Um, I really loved these guys for years and years and years. Um, yep. I hope, hope this new generation has heard of these guys, because uh, if they don't, they need to be reschooled once again. Uh, the Temptations. Yeah. So, <clears throat> their, uh, the classic lineup was David Ruffin, Melvin Franklin, Paul Williams, and Eddie Kendrick. All singers, they, yeah. didn't play, they didn't play an instrument. 
because they had a had a had a backing band behind them. Uh, they released right. forty three albums to date, which is <laughs> twice the album released twenty of of twenty six albums that Steve Wonder did. Uh, most of yeah. those are, you know, like greatest hits, well known hits. So they're not actual uh, new songs. You know, they're they're more they're more of a greatest hits. But they still do release a lot of a lot of um, new 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 albums. Um, they're uh, the the noted songs for that would be "My Girl," "Since I Lost My Baby," "I Wish It Would mm-hmm. Rain," which is my favorite song they ever made. From oh, it's a great one. Yep. And just my imagination running away from me. Um, yep. Now I have seen um, and I've been to uh, sort of um, a lot of karaoke bars, you know, and just yeah. my imagination is like one of the main mainstays in karaoke bars, from, you know, from my yep. experience. Oh, man. And you can go to any wedding and they're going to play My Girl at some yeah. point. Yes, and I mean, it, it hits it and everybody's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that song was the main song for the My Girl movie, which starred McCoy yeah. Culkin, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a great Temptations movie, too, like a docu, yes, like a biopic or whatever. Yeah, right. And, uh, like, I think VH1 put it out, and it's, oh, dude, it's so good. Right. Um, and uh, really interesting. I'm sure some of that probably forged just for the sake of making a good movie. But uh, but I think you know, that like, was. But I think that movie um, solely uh, set your eyes on the, the the lead singer David Ruffin and his struggles with the yeah. band and his life. Um, yeah, man, he had a movie. he had a rough life. Yeah, David Ruffin, no pun intended, had a very rough life. Right. Um, exactly. And uh, he, but you know, he was such a talented person. Um, and it was really sad to see like his addiction struggles and it's just, I don't know, to the rest of the band, you know, right. You hit, they, they all struggled with something. It it drove one of them to committing suicide. You know, it was just, it's really sad, but that band had such uh, an impact on all types of genres. Um, Ain't Too Proud to Beg is like one of the most fun songs to play on Bronx. It is. Um, it's just, and it's so different for what was coming out at that time. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who the drummer was. I'm sure they had a few different ones, but. Oh, yeah, because they had a uh, band. Right. So, but the drums for Ain't Too Proud to Beg and Papa with the Rolling Stone are like two of my mm. favorite Temptation songs to play. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and Papa with the Rolling Stone is really nothing but just hitting the hi hat. Like pretty much the entire song, but it was so, it was different, right? And um, very innovative. And another great song, and this was well after uh, David Ruffin. I think David Ruffin had already passed at this point. So, and they've gone through numerous lineup changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over tons, the years. There's been tons of members of the Temptation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, um, there's one, and I don't know which album it came off of. But you know, when I worked part time at the radio station. Right. That was something my dad did before I started doing. Okay, nice. And uh, so, so he had a blood. friend who who has a uh, who has a radio show. And uh, those of you who are in Sumter, listen to this on ninety five point five on Sunday night, starting at five o'clock, I believe. There's a beach music um, show that 
Grady Brown does. And Grady was a friend of my dad's. And I used to be on that show with him, um, you know, back before I started you know, working. I was fresh out of high school. I kind of did it, you know, under the table type stuff, right? So kind of got my interest in radio and, and things like that. Um, but my dad wanted that uh, a song by The Temptations played called Lady Soul that is so good. And it was like one of the later, you know, forms of the temptations i'm not even sure who was singing on that one right. um it may not have been any of the original singers but oh, that yeah. song yeah. is so good go look it up man it's called lady soul right okay. and uh that was you know that was one of my dad's favorite songs in the entire world right and uh it's just really 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 special um, um i go ahead i recently well i just looked it up so david ruffin died when he was 50 years old in 91 he died of yeah. a drug overdose of crack cocaine. So what? Uh, what day did he die? Does it say June first, nineteen ninety-one? Okay, so I was born in December. I was born December first, nineteen ninety-one. Oh no! Okay. So man, yeah, me and David Ruffin weren't even alive. And <laughs> <time. laughs> no. that's uh, but six months to the day. But the very last, um, I think they they've all passed the classic lineup. But uh, the the yeah. last person who passed uh, is um I think Melvin Franklin. He's the one. Yeah. That, he's the he's the um, one that started Van and and he did a lot of a lot of records with the company with, with the company with um with the band until he passed. I'm not sure when he passed. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. So uh, that's a great great band. Great lineup. Um. Great songs. Amazing songs. Yeah, and I and and I know that uh, that I wish it would would rain is a uh, depressing song, but I love that song for so many. Reasons. <laughs> oh, it's so good, man! Yeah, yeah. So many reasons. You know. Hey, I've got a I've got a fun fact for you for yes, Motown. Sir. I don't know if you knew this or not. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question: Are you familiar with a singer named uh, Rockwell? I've heard of that name. I don't know where. Okay, but I've heard of that name. I, I'll tell you exactly where you heard it. Okay. Um, so, are you familiar? Uh, of course, you're familiar with the song. Um, somebody's watching me. Yeah, yeah. I always feel, I feel like, like somebody's somebody watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was Rockwell. Okay. Rockwell is the son of Barry Gordy. So in the '80s, um, Barry Gordy's son uh-huh. wanted to become a singer. Right, obviously. That it's in his blood. His dad, <laughs> the creator of Motown. Right. So, you know, he worked out a deal. Now Rockwell only had one hit. Um, definitely a one-hit wonder. But he put out one of the most played songs around Halloween ever, uh, and even outside of Halloween, it's just it's such a great song. That it, somebody's watching me is a great, great song. Um, and a lot of people thought that maybe it was him that was singing the chorus of that. Right. But it wasn't. It was Michael Jackson. Um so yeah, Barry so Gordy familiar, you know. Yeah, like so so Jackson Five was a huge Motown success. Um we didn't even get to the Jackson Five today. We may have to revisit Motown later. But oh, yeah, yeah, Jackson yeah. Five obviously huge Motown success. Right. So, you know, Barry Gordy pulled some strings, got Michael Jackson to sing on the song. 
one-hit wonder, and I think it was probably a one-hit wonder because of Michael Jackson. Um, I really don't know if Rockwell could have managed that much success if he would have been singing that that chorus. Right. Um, but because it was so good, and people were were like, "Man, that sounds like Michael Jackson." Well, it was. So um, yeah, man, uh, Rockwell, Barry Gordy's son, one-hit wonder, Halloween playlist everywhere. Can thank him for doing that. So. <laughs> right. And um, I don't know why that uh, that Rockwell didn't get as much um, uh, publicity like um, uh, like Michael Jackson because he sounds exactly like um, uh, exactly like Michael Jackson. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean they they had very similar voices. I just don't I just don't think he had the appeal, you know that that uh a lot of other bands in that time and singers had. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. Hmm. He, uh, they definitely put out a, a great song and like, I love the, the synth at the beginning, you know, it's not like something out of the twilight zone. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's awesome. Exactly. So, um, yeah, like, uh, like my, my boy Brosley just mentioned, we will come back to a lot of these, um, uh, subjects that we have done in the past, especially yeah. uh, Motown, because Motown has so many great artists we haven't even yeah. touched touched the tippy top of it yet. Yeah, but uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, I thank y'all for watching this tenth episode of Motown. Um, like we said before, if you want to get on the show, you can email us at whenwordsfail at gmail dot com or visit us on facebook dot com slash wwf MS Podcast. Yeah, uh, you can find us on Apple Play Store, you know, a- a- Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and Spotify, and a whole lot more. So Woo-hoo. be sure you get us on anything, anywhere you get podcasts from. And yeah, so I have been James Cox. He's been Brosley, and we will see you all next week. Uh, bye bye. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.